Hey y'all, quick note. While My Hero Academia was created for kids, this podcast is not safe for work or children. All trigger warnings and spoilers for each episode can be found at our website, myheroanalysis.com. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, this is My Hero Analysis, a podcast about My Hero Academia, aka Boku no Hero Academia. We are three grown adults who mine Japanese children's cartoons for serotonin because God knows our brains aren't making it naturally. Hey y'all, I am Fern. I've been going through some of our older episodes to get them ready to upload on YouTube and uh, just want to share a couple of comments. <laughs> From very early episodes that caught my eye um, because they are just uh, mwah, perfection. Uh, but the first one is, this is just going to be an All Might Ass fan podcast, uh, to which I say, yes, yes, correct. Yes, it is. Yes. That's yep. exactly what happened. <laughs> yep. I have been gifted with the gift of prophecy, except not <laughs> because. <laughs> because how can you not be a fan of that mighty cake? Ugh. So, so thick. It is perfection. Oh, God. Um, But yeah, the next comment also from me is, I'm trying not to turn this podcast into my personal soapbox. So, yeah, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Mission utterly failed. Um, Especially because this episode, I'm getting on my soapbox once again, because I Mm -hmm. cannot stop myself. But but we love your soapbox, so it's good. (laughs) (laughs) And then special shout out to Maria uh, for this line from episode two. She's yelling at Izuku and she goes, you was baby, you was dumb, no. And like, (laughs) if that's not my hero in a nutshell, (laughs) I don't know what is. That's just how Aizawa thinks when he's fully drunk. That mm-hmm. He just loses all grammatical correctness. And he's just, you are a dumb baby. <laughs> yep, 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 exactly. He thinks of all of them as his precious little stupid babies. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, that's pretty on par with so for me. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Well, I'm Nicole. I am currently, like technically on vacation from my day job even though I am taking this vacation to catch up on my like side gigs and stuff or at least attempting to um so it's going to be fun <laughs> to see where this recording goes uh, also I went on a hike yesterday that was a lot hillier than I expected rude um so I've just like been a slug today and I've literally today like all this afternoon i've just been reading ya fairy fantasy it is not smut for once uh because it is ya and that is personally age inappropriate but we're also not gonna get into that conversation because (laughs) yeah we have too many other difficult conversations to bring up that (laughs) that particular one is just a flaming dumpster and i i i do not want to do it so i just I've been reading that for like four hours, and also I've been sitting wrong reading for four hours. So oh my, God. The, the, I, my my butt hurts, and that's where we are today. Oh, <laughs> your poor booty! My poor little tailbone. Yeah, I feel that. That is that is the ADHD. Like Papa Squad and never move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hey y'all, it's it's this is Maria. Um, I am finally somewhat 
probably not up to Fern and Nicole standards, <laughs> but someone in hibernation season. For you, yes, <laughs> this counts. Yep. Uh, my season of be- busy TM has finally died down so I can focus on more important things. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Got to catch them Zs. Yep. Please um, sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot of sleeping, but honestly, this will probably only last for a few weeks, maybe two, uh, mm-hmm. before I get restless again. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm now picturing you as the groundhog from Groundhog Day in a couple weeks. Then you're just going to pop out of your hibernation hole and be ready to go straight to summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. pretty much. That's Maria. That's me. (laughs) I just relax for like a couple of weeks and then I'm like, okay, I'm bored now. Let me go and I don't know, jump off this cliff, Mm -hmm. theoretically. Mm Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, um, as of January 5th, when I did these notes, we didn't have any news. But at the time, the new chapter was coming out like the next day and then this next episode of season six was the next day and at the time I foresaw a lot of angina Mm -hmm. Um, uh, to be fair the episode did give me angina uh, but the chapter was not really angina inducing now that I think about it Um, it could have been worse honestly it could have been worse it had it had a great ending as endings go but I'm also not going to say anything else because all of you (laughs) need to go read the manga yeah we also have a uh, mini series called catch the fuck up and I think that's chapter 377 does that sound correct Nicole I don't know what numbers are. So whichever whichever chapter came out to English audiences uh, on the Friday after January 1st, 2023, that chapter. Yes, that one. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> also, today, the day we are recording, the 11th of January, it's Shoto's birthday. Happy Yay! birthday, Shoto. Good job, oh, Shoto. Poor baby. Also, I My think we son. missed Ochako's birthday. We, we, well, I tweeted about it only in that I retweeted like the official account's birthday wish for her. Um, I don't think she minds because she, she's, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's a fictional character. Yes. She knows the struggle be real. It, it be real. Yeah. Especially when it comes to capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> capitalism is raw. Ugh. Also, I'm sucking myself. It really is. It really is. Also, as far as news goes, I think this isn't really news news, but I couldn't think of where else to insert this. But like, I mean, do we want to talk about the new opening credits for season yes. six? <laughs> yeah. For so for season six, we literally as of this week, we just started the B arc of season six. So we got the new. Um, openers and the new enders and they are very angsty and they are also very straight baby <laughs> oh my god yuzu <laughs> uh, shippers i i feel really bad for you actually yeah. because you're not you're not going to be happy later yeah. you're going to be kind of pissed <laughs> you're you think you're going to get a lot um but you're really not um basically the opening credits i think they are has ochako basically centered as the one who helps Izuku through his angst adventure, because we are finally at the angst adventure. Um, but it's not actually Ochako, like as one entity who 
like solves it. Um, and in fact, it, it makes it look like none of the other characters that had big roles in the Anx adventure are going to have them, which I'm kind of hoping was purposeful just in the way of how opening credits reveal some stuff, but also they don't re- usually reveal every single thing. Um, mm-hmm. And especially if you're a Jujutsu Kaisen, you specifically do it wrong just to trick us and be rude anyway. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm not over that. I'm still not over that. <laughs> None of us will be over that. Anyway, so basically... Um, it has Ochako centered as the one who is helping Izuku when really she has she does have a big part and she does have a big role near the end of the Inks adventure. Like we're not knocking that. She does amazing yeah, in her actually, role. That's my main complaint is that like Ochako has her own badass moment. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of pissed that they had her take someone else's badass moment instead mm-hmm. of highlighting her actual badass moment. Like that was yeah. the wrong way, I think. Yeah, like basically they centered Ochako when to anyone who is actually reading the manga. We're her trying moment, so hard not to be spoilery. Yes, like her <laughs> her moment in the angst adventure is equal to two other characters and arguably several other characters in the importance to Izuku and like his part of the angst adventure. But her part is also very important to like the overall world. Like mm-hmm. it's not just about Izuku and that's what the credit makes it look, makes it look like essentially. Yeah. It makes her moment look very Izuku centric. Yeah. It makes it look very um, straight baity. Honestly. <laughs> it, yeah. That's like, the only reason I'm not more pissed is because that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it's straight baby, yes, because obviously we're gay and the whole show is gay. You mm-hmm. can't tell us it's not, but it's like it's baiting a relationship. Like it's not even just straight baby. It is baiting anime onlys into thinking that there is going to be some sort of actual relationship start in like this arc, which if they keep to the manga, it's not going to actually happen. <laughs> yeah. At least not in this arc. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I guess I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, thought that was interesting and yeah, of I'm, note. Yeah, Studio Bones just said fuck every other character in this arc. This is Ochako's moment to shine, which fair, but also not fair. So yeah, fair, but also give her her actual moment. She doesn't need yeah. to steal another person's moment. She has I her feel, own. I feel like it's pointing to the possibility that they are going to make her moment in this arc like seem more important than the other characters moments which we as the audience are going to completely ignore <laughs> yeah yeah because because <laughs> it's certain... but that always happens anytime there's an adaptation things get changed yeah i just hope they don't change it too much because like yes she's a badass but also other characters have arguably more emotional badass moments in this upcoming very maybe not badass so much as just pretty crucial yeah like for their arcs for their characters for their emotion like their emotional centers it's very important to them whereas ochako's is like kind of more obviously a badass moment so that may be why it was easier for them to illustrate it in this in the opening and we are we have just talked about this for far too long we're supposed to be talking about season three (laughs) Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, also, I we just completely it. sidelined Maria, who has not seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, none of this is surprising. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, I'm sure this happens I a lot. I am a connoisseur of anime. 
So yeah, I have no opinions. Yeah, but also you you've also not read the manga up to this point either, so you can't really share in our fury at them doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, Actually, I mean I can. Not necessarily because I haven't read this manga. It's because it's happened with other manga as well. So Yeah. And, and also like a lot of manga and anime adaptations, like the beginning, it just they just pick like the most I don't know. The like visually visually appealing out of yeah. everything. So again, it for me, I have nothing. Yeah, like it's not surprising, but it's still infuriating for us newbies to the weeb world. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I do have a question for you, Maria. So like how common is it for anime adaptations to depart significantly from the manga? Um, <clears throat> it depends on the manga. And, mm-hmm. and it also depends on the anime. Um, there are a lot, I mean, MHA really doesn't have that many filler episodes. Mm-mm. Yeah, it really doesn't depart at all. Yeah. Um, but there are quite a few of, like, the long-running animes. Um, Bleach is, is one of them. Um, Naruto, they all have, like, filler episodes. And, like, isn't... And it's, like, whole arcs. Okay, and didn't isn't like Full Metal Alchemist one of the ones where the anime departed a lot from yeah, the manga? Um, so they made Brotherhood, which was more um, closer to the manga than the first iteration of it. Yeah, so like, okay. yeah, it's kind of common for anime to depart from manga, just like any other adaptation here in the Western mm-hmm. world, I would say. But yeah. I've also seen like fans like maria who are have been fans of anime and manga for a lot longer actually commenting on how the mha manga or the anime is sticking so close to yeah the manga it is sticking really really close like yeah there have been some changes but like compared to a lot of other manga even sailor moon sailor moon is a huge departure oh my gosh it really is i just started watching sailor moon crystal yeah Oh my god, the difference is stark. It's yeah. an enormous difference. Oh yeah, that's why they remade Crystal, um, the Sailor Moon series. Mm-hmm. Another one that I can think of that's like that is um, Fruits Basket. That's what it is. Fruits Basket. The original Fruits Baskets deviated so far from the original manga. <laughs> and that is why oh, y'all, yeah. that is why y'all why yelled at me. <laughs> yeah. Y'all yelled at me to not watch that one because I started watching it when the newer one had already come out. And you were like, don't watch the old one. Yeah, no, very much no. (laughs) (laughs) Like the first season of the first one was pretty like on par with the um, manga. But like after that, it just went off the rails. Uh, I I don't want to know because the new anime hurt me so good. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, so all in all, MHA has stayed pretty on par with the manga. Okay, so it probably will continue to do so. Yeah, it'll continue to do that. Like, that's why, like, even if the opening credits are like, like they are, it just, it honestly comes down to what is more visually appealing at the time. Yeah, I feel like they just took liberties with the opening credits because probably just for a variety of reasons and to us people who've read the manga it was just infuriating to see them lean into the um straightness of shonen (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I think a lot of American listeners or watchers are also um, uh, maybe traumatized isn't the appropriate word, but something similar where yeah. we just we have certain expectations and we have absolutely no faith in any mm-hmm. adaptation whatsoever. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. we've been uh, we've been burned like Mm-hmm. Honestly, every time we've yeah. watched a project. Almost every, every time, time honestly. American adaptations do not usually go well. No. Yeah. I was yeah. so angry about Aragon. It had so much Oh, no. Don't- oh, God. Don't even bring that up. We will genuinely be here all day. The the, <laughs> the adaptation that shall not be named. <laughs> Anyways, oh, moving on. We're not talking. <laughs> Let's move on to the actual episode or we'll be here yes. all day. We've been talking yes. about this for 15 minutes. Don't worry. I'm going to cut like half of it out. Okay. But yes, let's keep let's keep going. So this week, uh, what we're actually covering is episode three of season three of My Hero Academia. Uh, the, the oh, my God. The episode title is Kota, if I can manage to speak. <laughs> And in the manga, this is chapter 72 and 73. So I'm going to lead us through a brief synopsis, then hand it over to Nicole for a science corner. And then Nicole will jump in Maria. for discussion topics. What? Maria is, has the science corner. It's not me. I don't know science. I said Maria. No. no. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. <laughs> I will hand it over to Maria. I looked at that word and could have sworn I read it out loud, but okay. For her science corner. And then Nicole will jump in for discussion topics, manga differences, and Easter eggs if I don't have an aneurysm. <laughs> please, please don't have an aneurysm. No, I feel like I'm having an aneurysm. Oh, oh Lord. It's caffeine. It, it was, it's just this day. This day yeah. is aneurysm oh, incarnate. It really is. Y'all, I uh, TMI, but there's just uh, so much blood. So many cramps. Mm-hmm. It's been bad. I almost vomited like twice. And bro, I actually just started like right before we started recording. I yep. feel you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I am so happy I have an L- IUD and listen. no period. That will be me soon enough. Ugh, I wish. Because, like, <laughs> it's nice. It's nice not having a period. Yes, yeah. Because they're fucking it must stupid. Be. Yes. We yeah, were. Female anatomy was designed wrong, and we need to have a discussion with whoever decided on it. Menstruation is stupid and never should have happened. Never Anyway. <laughs> so the episode opens with the second day of training camp. Uh, Vlad King takes Class 1B through the woods to the training area so they can start training their quirks. Vlad mentions being pissed that Class 1B isn't getting as much attention as Class 1A, and we will get to it in the discussion topics. Yes, we will. Um, But more importantly, arguably, Mm -hmm. so we have Dad Zawa. For Vlad King, are we calling him Dad King to kind of keep with the um, phonetics? Or, or arguably better, Vladdy. Hmm. Okay, can we pause? There's yeah. a knock on my door. <laughs> okay, Vladdy is so dramatic, but to be fair, all these teachers are. <laughs> they, yes, 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 correct. Also, I like Vladdy. I think I, I agree with y'all. Yeah, yeah, Vladdy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So the kids are all given uh, different exercises to train their specific quirks. So I'm just going to list them all out here. Starting with Katsuki, who is shoving his hands into boiling water and then releasing the most powerful explosion he can to, like, open his, uh, I, my brain wants to say tubes. They're not tubes. Pores. Pores. Pores, yeah. <laughs> his little hand tubes. Um, like, yes, arguably, I, I, I get it. Like, hot water, steam opens up the pores, more nitro sweat. Like, I get it. But also, if it's literally boiling water this is literal torture but sure let's call it training <laughs> i mean let's be fair all of their training ex- exercises sound like literal torture <laughs> i mean yep. <laughs> except for codas yeah <laughs> and Kodas also maybe emotional torture and also maybe jiros like but anyway we'll get to it <laughs> <laughs> so then we have shoto who is sitting in a barrel of water and using both of his quirks in quick su- succession to keep that barrel of water at the same temperature. Um, and then Saro is just producing as much tape as he can in one go, like over and over and over. And then Kirishima and Ojiro are fighting each other, uh, tail versus hardening, which actually, I don't think this counts as torture. This They're yes. having a great time. This that- is their ideal activity yeah that particular one was well planned Mm -hmm. (laughs) the rest of them (laughs) (laughs) uh so then we have kaminari who is running his quirk through a high-powered battery yeah he legit got turned into a superconductor and he does not look like he's having fun about it (laughs) nope he was losing a lot of brain cells for sure for sure so many brain cells just zapped away forever and then we have Coda, who's doing vocal exercises, um, a.k.a. yelling. <laughs> He's literally just yelling. That's it. Like, that's his strain. He's just yelling all day. I cackled so hard. His yelling is so sweet, though. I know. It really is. But He's, He's so cute. He's just yelling. And, like, a- as someone who has a very good scream, um, just objectively, um, you're just you're just screaming all day. That's not uh, uh, whatever. Oh it, my god! Uh, we all need a little scream sometimes. Yeah, but he. It, uh, so you uh, know what's really funny? I've had to do this before. You've had to scream for hours. Yes, because um. Was this so, a church thing? No, 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 no. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so in high school, I did theater. Sure. And um, usually I was like in the back making props, making sets. But then there was this one year where all of us had to participate. All of us had to have a role. Ew. And my teacher gives me this role. It's extremely problematic, but it was this um short little play about people in an asylum. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's only going to get worse. And my character was experiencing... A hysterical pregnancy because oh. the boss, um, who it's like kind of implied was sexually harassing them, like just stuck their whole hand into my character's like jar of M&Ms. And like my character clearly has like um, germophobia, OCD, like a couple of other issues all wrapped up and packaged together in a neat little bow. Uh-huh. Um, So I had to go into labor and quote unquote give birth on stage. <laughs> okay. First of all. No. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I thought Jar of M&M's was um, a um, 
a term for her other parts and was nope. really concerned. Literal jar of M&Ms. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Maria, I don't know if you remember having to watch that. Yeah, I think I did. Um, <sighs> but like our school was pretty dramatic. I have many questions and our many concerns. Was, an, was a, um, how do I put it? Terrible. Interesting place. It was terrible. I'll tell you right now. It was terrible. Like literally everyone from our grade was dramatic. Like there is not a single person that I can think of that was not dramatic. We all had very strong personalities, but basically they had to teach me how to yell. Right. Because I, I don't know how to do that. You you did not know how to to project. Well, no, not even project. I can project just fine, but I can't yell. There's a difference. And I had to like literally scream. Like I had to scream like I was literally being tortured and I had to do it for like five minutes. I have many questions and concerns. Um, Yep, yep, yep. yep. So yeah, I had to spend an entire afternoon with the drama teacher learning how to scream. (laughs) I Because like I don't scream in my daily life like at all. Sure, sure. So um, <laughs> we had very different childhoods. I screamed <laughs> all the time, and everyone knew it was me because I had I have a very signature scream. Uh, <laughs> but I never was forced to use it for a hysterical pregnancy in a high school play. So much, so much problematic content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicole, I did learn the, the power of making an entire room feel super awkward though yes that is a fun (laughs) that's a fun fun power to have Uh, yeah nicole we there's a reason why we're the way we are yeah yeah i am getting i get a clearer picture of that every time we record (laughs) but yeah yeah, I I can I can vouch for Coda. He is working okay. incredibly hard and probably having an incredibly difficult time. So. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I I am converted. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to Aoyama, who is shooting off his naval laser over and over again, again for as long as he can. Yeah, Aoyama also had his emotional support <laughs> for the party. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, his poor. Poor baby in his poor stomach. So he would just shit himself over the entire <laughs> training exercise. Yeah. yeah. I would not want to use that porta potty at all. No, no, no that's his porta potty. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's gonna put like a little placard in glitter with his name on it. His uh-huh. stupid his stupid fucking hero name. Just yep. in big <laughs> glitter letters. <laughs> and then we have Tokoyami, who's quite literally battling his literal inner demon in a cave you you need to take your punny thematic analysis <laughs> and just yourself to the corner sir i was so <laughs> mad when i read that oh i think i stole I it from the internet so hard i was like i have nothing to say because that's 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 my son yeah yeah that's him <laughs> To be fair, he is probably also having the time of his life. That is also his ideal activity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What a little weirdo. (laughs) Love him. 
So then we have Ochako, who is floating herself and somersaulting over and over and over and over and over so that her inner ears get used to, like, the lack of equilibrium and she doesn't vomit. So, God, poor her and Aoyama. <laughs> they are they are struggle bussing. Mm-hmm. They really are. <laughs> and then Ida is just running. Yep. He's just <laughs> <laughs> sprinting everywhere. <laughs> So he attracts her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Like that was the only thing going through my head while I was watching him. Yep, yep. Oh. yep. <laughs> You're so right, though. You're so right. Um, and then we have Sue, who is free climbing up cliffs uh, with no equipment except for her tongue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's doing it perfectly. No notes. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. No I sweat. Mean, it makes no sense. sweat. She had her tongue is like her muscle. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And then we have Sato, who is working out while eating cake, which is my ideal activity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, Uh, personally, it's a no for me. But also, like, because his quirk, like, lowers his cognitive abilities somehow, I feel like instead of working out, he should have, like, also, like, had a barbell in one hand and then, like, a Sudoku book in the other. So he could could just stop going full-on dum-dum while he's sugar-rushing. Like, no, come on. Come on, Aizawa. You dropped the ball on that one. Good point. Maybe maybe that's what Aizawa planned for him tomorrow. Like one day he does working out, the other day he does logic puzzles. I want to see that because that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, me too. And then we have Momo, who is also eating while creating a bazillion matryoshka dolls um, so that she can get more efficient with converting food to thing-making supplies. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, she's just working on her control, I think. Yeah. And then Jiro is punching a cliff with her ear jacks. Hell yeah. You get it, Jiro. See, this didn't also did not seem like torture because her ear jacks are metal. So conceivably, there's less pain than punching a rock wall. But I can see it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thing was. It probably is like jarring noises to her ear, though. Yeah, that too. It's probably like having something shoved into your ear over and over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, And then Mita is throwing acid at the cliff. This one also didn't bother me at all. It's like much like Sarah, they are just building output. Yep. Yep. Basically. Um, (laughs) And then the grape bitch is just ripping off his balls over and over. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I 100% approve of this as part of his continual trash death. Mm-hmm. 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 Same. Same. And then we have Shoji and Hagakure, who are playing hide and seek. And honestly, <laughs> if Ojiro wasn't in the picture, I would be shipping these two. So because hard. Every time they interact, they're just it's, absolutely adorable. It's perfect. I feel like Shoji is Hagakure's side piece and like Ojiro <laughs> is completely on board with it. He's like, yes, my queen, you have whoever else you like. I am I am your prince. Like, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> I could all those I could also see them in like a uh, bestie dynamic. Yes. Yeah, yeah that too. Mm-hmm. Um and then also finally we have no training for Gretchen Deku. <laughs> um bye bye uh no just kidding like his comes up later it's it is specifically left out because there are members of class 
one B whose quirks actually more match his and like what his training requires. Mm-hmm. So speaking of class one B, we cut back to them and Kendo wonders how the teachers and the pussycats are going to handle 40 kids using their quirks at once. And so then we get a breakdown of the pussycats quirks and how they work together to keep an eye on everyone. I love my note was I love how everything is interjected by Bakugo going die. Yep. Yes. yes. That's yes. my son. Yep. <laughs> uh, he's so good. So Pussycat members, we have Ragdoll, and she has a search quirk that can find anyone and learn all about them. So if somebody decides to run off, uh, they're not going to get very far. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we have Pixie Bob, uh, who has an earthbending quirk. Well, we're calling it an earthbending quirk uh, that can create specialized training areas. It's It's essentially an earthbending. It's earthbending. (laughs) It is. It's earthbending. Uh, Then we have Mandalay, who has a telepath quirk that can communicate with multiple people at once. So if a whole bunch of kids are off task, she can be like, hey, hey, get back to work. (laughs) She's like the teachers who now can control students like screens in high school because they Mm -hmm. do all their work on laptops now. But the teachers can like see it. And I see so many TikToks of teachers like sending memes to their kids like to get them back on task. I feel like that's what she does just in her brain. Yep, 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 yep. And then we have Tiger, Tiger! who has a strength and flexibility quirk to kick some serious ass. Yes, yes. Also, um, like his flexibility quirk specifically, like he can stretch himself. And I he is just a buff ass furry Mr. Fantastic from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like we see you, Horikoshi. Like yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Sir. <laughs> Yeah, he is the magical girl we all want. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That we all want and that we all want to be. Yes. Mm -hmm. So then the kids with strength-based quirks, like Izuku, uh, they split off to train with Tiger as a group. Um, And then Izuku, of course, has another vow to do his best, yada, yada, yada. We know how he is. He vows to do his utter best because All Might is wonderful. And we also get a healthy helping of shonen plot refreshers in this little dialogue. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> so then we cut to dinner time and this time the kids have to make their own dinner. Yep. And like Ida is being Ida and he has like this epiphany about like rescue stuff and Aizawa is silently proud of him, but I'm just like, you fucking dork. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think what? No, go ahead. Yeah, I think it was more of like, damn, I'm glad this kid is around to explain things so I don't have to. Yes, that too. (laughs) Yes, that too. That too. But yeah, you know, I I kind of agree. I kind of agree with Ida, I gotta say. And I'm proud of him for seeing it from a different angle. Yeah. And then I obviously had to comment about Bakugo. Um, So Bakugo is like destroying a stove. Like he Mm -hmm. meant to light one of the fires and he just destroyed (laughs) the stove because he's Bakugo and he he like refuses to show any finesse because finesse is weakness. And how why would he show weakness? And then Mm -hmm. also like a second later. Um, Momo is just looking straight into camera as Momo goes on this just this monologue about having to do things for yourself and like learning how to light a fire without using your quirk while she literally uses her quirk to create a lighter mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. the fire. Jiro is just looking <laughs> straight into camera as she is saying this and it was 
perfect. I never noticed it before. It, it is awesome. so funny. I love when Jiro calls Momo out on her bullshit. Because yep. yep. Momo doesn't have bullshit very often, but when she does, it's ridiculous. Yep. yep. <sighs> and then, of course, still at the stove, we have Shoto. And once again, happy birthday, Shoto. He um, basically is lighting the fire appropriately <laughs> after Bakugo. <laughs> and um, Mina and Otako are there just like pumping him up. And he just smiles because he's being useful with his fire. And it's adorable. <laughs> My son is so sweet and focused. Yep. Yeah, it's so cute. He literally like Momo does her little speech and he goes, nah, and then just starts lighting everyone's fires for them. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. mm. That's so my boy. Yep. And then um, I had a little typo in here. It is not Sato who makes this comment because he would never. Um, thank you, Fern. <laughs> um, and we have Ciro's infamous poop comment. I die every time because it is accurate. <laughs> yeah, he really fucked up. Poor Momo just like in a corner trying not to cry. Oh my god. Your quirk is poop, Momo. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. Sarah gets way more tactful as the series goes on. Yes, yes. But yeah. he never like really loses his knack for that sort of humor. Which mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh Lord. So Izuku tries to bring some dinner to Kota and befriend him, but he just makes Kota mad. And he learns that Kota doesn't just hate people who want to be heroes. He hates the cultural norms that enable hero society, which, like, for a kid, mm. that's fairly sophisticated thinking. Like, good job. Yeah, like, for real, he really nails the subtleties of his society better than almost every adult in this show, um, but which is also par for the course in any society that elevates competition and might over community. Ow! The mirror mallet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this child literally went off and put into words what we've all been thinking perfectly. And the fact that a legit elementary school kid got it all down goes to show just how none of the adults think about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're right. You're right. And then, of course, Izuku almost spills the beans about one for all again. My God. Like, and he's not even slick about it, saying, nope. uh, my friend didn't have a quirk. <laughs> like, if Kota, as smart as he is, wasn't so deep in his, like, grief anger at that moment, like, he he would have seen the bullshit that, that Izuku was trying to pass off. Like, Izuku, mm -hmm. shut your face. But also... Good job, Izuku, for finally recognizing that your speed therapy isn't right for everyone. Um, you still use it on everyone, particularly your boyfriends and your enemies, but at least you <laughs> know, in theory, that it's not going to work for everybody. To be yeah. fair, I feel like Izuku gets forced into situations where he has to do that a lot. True, true. Like, a, like A, he can't mind his own business, but B, he does get dragged into a lot of other people's business, like kicking yeah. and screaming. Yeah, that's true. And then he's like, you bitch dragging me into this shit. I'm going to wreck your ass. But mm -hmm. it's good that he like can see the two sides of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But my only note was Izuku does not know the meaning of secret, much like his father. For real. <sighs> like father, like son. Mm -hmm. And by father, we mean all might. 
Yes, not the other fathers he might possibly have. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut to the League of Villains who are on a nearby mountain looking down at the camp. And we see several new characters who we will officially be introduced to next week. Uh, They bitch about their substandard equipment. They want to attack right away. But Dobby tells them to shut the fuck up and makes them wait. Yeah, and, like, I know Dobby, like, aside from all his trauma and the way he uh, rightfully (laughs) goes about airing out Endeavor's dirty laundry, um, like, I know he's, like, just mostly an incel traumatized sociopath or whatever the appropriate psych term is. But he makes some good points in this little speech and in the earlier arcs. Like, he's not just in incel he has mm-hmm. some good points sometimes agreed hold on one second <laughs> yeah but unfortunately yes uh dobby is at least somewhat competent and honestly i think if he cared more he'd probably be highly competent um but yeah. he's he's definitely got his blinders on he's got a very narrow view of things yeah very very narrow view like the only thing he cares about is his mission for mm-hmm. later um and like even if he didn't care about it if he just like prioritized stuff other than his own revenge arc he would have been the leader for the league of villains not shigaraki but yeah isn't that like kind of ironic like if he had cared less he'd probably be able to do way more damage yeah and it also plays uncomfortably into what happened after the forest fire if you think about it oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the the uh, orphanage hospital place (laughs) yep okay anyway away from all of that we have aizawa with his sleeves rolled up i was like wait (laughs) he has his sleeves rolled up and i did not notice it what is wrong with past me i just started foaming at the mouth uh i had to pause i was like excuse me sir Mm. yeah Mm, sexy Uh, man no thoughts just aizawa it's literally half a second of him going over notes with Vladdy, but he, you can see his forearms, and how dare. <laughs> his, mm. his, his slutty little forearms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, episode title for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cut to day three of training, and we learn that the kids who failed their exam had to take remedial lessons in the evening until two in the morning. No, what the actual sir. fuck? So they are sweepy, but they are still trying their best. And the kids are fucking exhausted. So Aizawa gives them the world's most deadpan pep talk. And honestly, it only works because this is class 1A and they're all insane. Yep. Um, but Izuku interrupts the pep talk to ask if All Might will be there, but Aizawa says no. Yeah, and also he, he jumped to the ground so sexy and he landed so softly like a cat. I'm feral. Feral for this man. <laughs> also, while basically while he is crushing Izuku's dreams about All Might being there, um, it is clear that he is also has a crush on Toshi. Like, sir, mm-hmm. mm, what you're saying does not sound as insulting as you think. <laughs> yeah. Just spitting. I could yeah. not. Yeah. Oh no. yeah. Dazawa definitely carrying a tiny little torch for Toshi. Yep, yep, yep. Uh yeah. Um 
with this episode just has like so many little moments that are perfection this is the episode where we get the revelry in the dark which is <laughs> it's just it's just it's just Tokoyami's like new favorite phrase or his his new his new vocal stim. Honestly, it's he just says stim. it. Um, like, <laughs> but it's perfect. And it, it obviously for anyone in the fandom, we know like that is one of the lines that is now in perpetuity. Um, but also at the same time as Tokoyami is being a little creeper, um, Ida is still just running around. He's still yep. just running. But n- today he has started just yelling as he's running <laughs> um which sir stop being weird i'm like i get it but also stop he will oh never stop he will never stop <laughs> all these neurodivergent little babies <laughs> so the kids make dinner for themselves again that evening and izuku confides to shoto that he doesn't really know what to do about kota and the reason he asked if all might was going to show up is because he wanted all might's advice uh but shoto tells him to drop it Uh, Because getting preached at or having people poke into your business is kind of annoying. Um, And the actions are usually more convincing than words. And he specifically calls out Izuku for the things he said um, during the, uh, whatchamacallit, that stupid contest thing in the arena. The sports festival. Yes, the sports festival that almost made me stop watching the anime. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he like... Kind of lectures Izuku about the things he said during their match at the sports festival. And it's like, Shoto, first of all, you dragged Izuku into your business with absolutely no warning and then trauma dumped all over him and then mm-hmm. expected him not to do anything about it. Like, no, 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 no. If you don't want to yeah. get lectured, don't do stupid shit. Yeah, like Shoto has no room to talk, but also I can I can see his point because Shoto did drag him into his trauma um, and Kota like isn't like Kota is is oh, just yeah, yeah. traumatized like he didn't drag Izuku into it like I get it but also Shoto honey um, you're the pot and that's the kettle Stop. oh yeah no oh the kettle Shoto? oh no oh my god <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> but yeah no I, I fully agree with Shoto's advice but that one specific part where he was like you got all up in my business was unfair yeah yeah I also that 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 pun was not intended <laughs> It was a happy accident. I'm leaving it in. I'm not cutting it off. You better leave it in. It was perfect. <laughs> was, yep. I love it. But but also, Shoto is actually using his two brain cells. Yes. yes. Even if he basically stood in one place and didn't move. Like he couldn't move while he was using his brain cells to think. Mm-hmm. It can only mm-hmm. do one or the other. Correct. Yep. Correct. <laughs> Also in this episode, we have Chef Bakugo's first appearance where he is so, oh so deftly <laughs> chopping all the vegetables for everyone because everyone because nobody else can apparently cut vegetables, which to be fair, it's hard. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love that like this little side of him will carry through for the rest of the series. Like, like that's like that's his thing. It's so cute. It's really like the first really humane, like normal thing about him that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, like, yes, he's good at everything and we should expect him to be good at everything. But like just seeing something so honestly, just so domestic and not warlike is just like, yes, sir. Yes, you do your food. You're awesome. Also, finally, I will hopefully stop picking out things that are just memes now. But this is do not do not stop. (laughs) 
this is where we get the trademark Shoto blank stare meme. Because at one point, it's just him staring off into the distance and nothing else is happening. And it's yep. beautiful. <laughs> Sweet blank faced baby. You know, Shoto's Pokemon would be Pococo. Yep. Yes. yes. Oh my God. That'd be so cute. Ah! He, would have, he would have a Fuecoco. And then I feel like he would also have a Snom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my god, this is too adorable! I'm gonna think about that all night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we should come up with poke teams for the yes. day. Yes, yes, we should. That should be that should be the next uh, bonus episode. Okay, we'll ri- we'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so after dinner, the remedial kids go back to the classroom for more lessons, while the other kids get to play a game. Uh, So in the first round, Class 1A will pair up to walk through a section of the woods where Class 1B is hiding, and Class 1B's goal will be to scare Class 1A. Then in round two, Class 1A will get to be the scarers, and 1B will get to be the scarees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's very cute. It's very nice. But also, Ada keeps just figuring out the curriculum under all of their activities. Like, bro, honey, just, just go get a teaching degree. Just sit down for a minute, honey. <laughs> no, no, he must overanalyze everything. There is no stopping him. I know, but like, honey, you want to be a hero, not a teacher. But maybe also you should be a teacher. Um, <laughs> You know, that's a good point. Because like out of all of them, I could see him being a teacher. Yeah, but also that gives me that just brings me back to the fruits basket prelude where he where Jay Michael Tatum also voices Toru's dad and he is also a teacher and it works and I'm mad about it mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway um also there like when Mina does her glorious little shriek about missing out on the like um haunted house game thing um in the dub Aizawa just says sorry uh, but he sounds like he's trying so hard not to laugh at the shot in Freud he is actually inflicting on the remedial kids. And like, sir, you are too attractive in this episode. I need you to stop. <laughs> That's in this episode. Oh, my God. And also he's... how they all of them were wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was definitely... I'm enjoying disappointing them way too much. Yeah, he was enjoying his job far too much. And it was too hot, sir. And I need <laughs> you to stop. There's nothing hotter to Nicole than being mean to children. Yes. Like being mean to them for their own good. And they like won't notice it for 10 years or something. Like, <clears throat> So unfortunately, because the uh, remedial kids aren't allowed to play, Yuzuku is by himself, uh, since that means there's now an odd number, because I think it was five kids that are in the remedial classes, right? Yep, so now he's by himself, because he is the main character. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, when it's Ochako and Sue's turn to walk in the woods, Ochako is all scared, and Sue's all, I'm not scared, you can hold my hand if you want. Like, you think you're so smooth. You think you're so smooth. Sue, you are so very sapphic, honey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So partway through the game, the forest suddenly starts to fill with gas, which knocks people out. Meanwhile, someone notices a fire in another section of the forest, and Dobby is ominously stating that the game has begun. The League of Villains descend upon the camp. They take down Pixie Bob. Izuku remembers that Koda is off on his own. 
And so he rushes to find him, of course. And once again, we end on a cliffhanger with someone looming threateningly over Kota. Dun-dun-dun. Yep. And then we immediately get the upbeat end credit song <laughs> that just completely cuts the tension. Yep. Like, I know it's a trope, like, in Shonen. Like, it's it's a thing. Um, but, like, for whatever reason, this particular one was really jarring and therefore funny. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I have to say, as somewhat of a Dobby stan, little bit, with, little bit, with with lingering feelings from before we knew he was just an incel. <laughs> well, former incel, technically, like former incel, but he never really left some of those instincts behind because he never actually got therapy. Go to therapy, everyone. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is the scene that made everyone feral for Dobby. Like when he opens his eyes with the firelight, like that is when all the Dobby stands were just over. The, no, they had no chance. <laughs> Understandable. Yep, yep, completely agree. Also, Dobby stands really are a different breed. Yeah, yeah, they are scary in an awesome way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, also agree. Cool, so it's Maria Science Corner time! Woo! So just, just a small blip, Um, the fact that every single student is training in a manner that increases their quirk just makes so much sense. Um, it basically exhausts them to the point that A, their recovery time increases, B, the potential increases, and C, the strength increases. Uh, the show describes it in terms of building muscle, which is accurate, but it can also be described in terms of mental capacity. For example, when learning a new language, you have to keep practicing the language over and over to understand it and use it. Same thing with quirks. Use the skills or lose them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well so, put. Yes. All right, so now we are going to dive into our discussion topics, starting with Tiger, the trans king. Woo, Tiger! So Horikoshi reveals in one of those like post-chapter blurb sections, again, can't remember the name. I just, I can't words this week, sorry. Um, But Tiger used to be, and again, can't remember the correct term. We're going to go with female presenting for now. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. But Tiger went to Thailand for sex reassignment surgery or the quirk equivalent, I'm assuming. Um, And I honestly, I think I've commented in past episodes that I took some sort of issue with this. And I can't remember what my original issue with this was, um, (laughs) but something about it put me off. But honestly, I probably just misread it, which I do. I do that a lot Um, because looking at it now, I don't really have an issue um and tiger is our first confirmed trans character of the series and the only ftm character so far and i just uh i love him so so much um also looking back at all like the trans rep that we get in my hero so far anyway like i i have a few things to pick about because nothing is ever going to be perfect um But actually, I'm going to go ahead and formally take back my previous statement. I don't remember what episode it was. I'm not going to go look for it. Um, But overall, actually, I think Horikoshi does do a pretty good job um, with trans representation, especially because from what I've seen in other anime and manga, trans people are usually just made fun of or fetishized when they're featured at all because they usually aren't. Um, and let's be real, the issue is not much better in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, it's nice to have trans characters that are treated more or less the same as everyone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, like, we have, like, at 
at the present moment in the property. We also have like more than one confirmed mm-hmm. trans character, which is a practical, like practically a plethora of representation in this terrible, terrible world world, which like is a whole other conversation about like having two or three trans characters is a plethora. But mm-hmm. that is that is a conversation that is implied in all of this. Um, folks paying attention may or may not have already picked out this other character or the other characters since their gender presentation isn't fully on one end of that quote-unquote gender binary spectrum or the other. But we do get actual confirmation of them in a later season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Tiger. Amazing. Cool. Trans representation. <laughs> Maria, do you know of any others that have like, you know, decent trans representation? Soul Eater okay. has one. Um, they have a character. You're not quite sure if they're a she or a her. They call her she, but um it's highly possible that they they're a they. You know, you you never mm-hmm. really get confirmation. Okay. But it's very open ended. Okay. Well, that's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, some folks prefer that too. So like Yeah. Um, there's also quite a few other animes um where they have like they're very much like um they've done where they look very masculine, but they go by she. Mm-hmm. Or they look very feminine, but they go by he. Um, so it just it's there. It's just like um it's more prevalent now in some of the newer animes than it was in the older anime. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That may be why I haven't come across them yet. I'm still working my way through like some of the older classics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the older classics are uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know that things are getting better. That's nice to hear. All right. So moving along, um, we're going to talk about class 1B being jealous in some respects of class a's quote-unquote time in the spotlight (laughs) yeah uh class 1a has been having an absolutely horrible time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and definitely shouldn't be envied um i don't think any of them would actually want that if they knew the full extent of it um so yeah just you know it's another lesson for all of us to just be more sensitive to other people's experiences because often something that looks appealing from an outside perspective can come with a lot of hidden struggle and trauma. <laughs> uh, also, it doesn't help that hero society conflates and equates literal terrible trauma with celebrity and backstory lore. Mm-hmm. 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 Also, you have to, like, hide all the effects of the trauma, too. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. That being said, I mean, jealousy is fucking normal and it happens. Just like maybe don't take it out on other people. Like just go journal or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> I very much agree. Jealousy is valid and you are not a terrible person for feeling it. Oh, speaking no. from speaking from experience, I get very jealous of like friends and people I know when they do something great and I am jealous that I don't have it. I'm not a bad person for being jealous. I would become a terrible person for expressing it in a negative way, like tearing them down because they happen to have a thing I would also like to have at some point. Um, So just say it with me, folks. That's what therapy is for. 
Just mm-hmm. don't be mean about your jealousy. <laughs> Go process it helpfully and healthily. Yep. Therapy yeah. and venting to your friends who are never going to meet the people in question. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All of this. No notes. You both knocked it out of the park. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> I've just been listening. Like, Maria's just like, check. Yep. Mm-hmm. Check. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving along to Kota and this very smart little elementary schooler. Mm-hmm. His comments about both heroes and villains just using their quirks to kill each other. Yeah, this kind of reminded me of Toga's comment. I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but also kind of not because it happens in a later season. But she comments that she just wants to live. But her issue is no one will help her figure out how to do that because they're all like freaked out by her quirk. Mm -hmm. So villainizing her is easier than like helping her solve her problems. And how because of that, from her perspective, like the heroes are the antagonists. Um, Also, I don't know if y'all saw this, but did y'all see that one TikTok where this person goes, what like what even is war? Isn't killing people illegal? (laughs) Yeah, I've seen it. I have not seen it, and but it still hurts. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very tongue-in-cheek, but, like, the intent is that, like, why are certain things um, that we consider atrocities acceptable under certain circumstances or for, like, certain people? And, again, I've opened up another giant can of worms that we don't have time to go into. But yeah. um, this is just to say that Kota's comment really, really just made me think about that. Yeah, yeah. All right. And like Kota's point of view on it all also really showcases how backass words their society and of course ours is, since mm-hmm. it literally villainizes the people who don't get the support they are owed as human fucking beings living in a quote unquote community based culture. Like, mm-hmm. yes, everyone's trauma m- makes taking care of someone else hard. But you don't get to, as the TikTok says, double it and pass along the trauma. Um, It was never okay for previous generations and current generations to do to do what they did, and it's it's really not okay now that we like are aware of what all those issues are. Mm -hmm. And Horikoshi is holding up a very clever mirror with both Kota and Toga, and how dare he be so smart? Yeah, the mirror mallet was way too strong during his speech. Way yeah. too strong. Mm-hmm. He was swinging that mallet around so hard. And finally, our last discussion point. Grief is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, ignore our rant above because it sounds like Kota's parents were probably killed just trying to protect people. And like even without quirks or heroes, like that happens. Like sometimes someone just gets hurt doing something good and it sucks. Um, but your brain is like trying to rationalize the pain of losing someone. And sometimes it lands on something that's maybe a little unfair to the people you lost. Um, but again, like that's okay. That person, like how on earth would they find out about it? So like you're not hurting them. Um, you just, you know, just keep processing as best you can and eventually. You will find peace in your own way. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, 
But also, yes, uh, grief is hard for literally everyone, including adults with so-called fully developed brains. So I don't blame Kota one bit for his opinions. And honestly, I kind of agree with them. Um, also, I mean, he he still makes some good points. Honestly. Yes, exactly. Also, he is a child. <laughs> and like, as such, he is going to keep processing eventually. And to listeners, um, just keep processing as you have the spoons, um, it, it the grief gets easier to carry eventually. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just hard. Yeah, everyone does process grief differently. And what works for one person will not necessarily work for another. Mm-hmm. As Nicole said, even adults have trouble processing it. It isn't yeah. easy, but over time, the processing just becomes different, I guess. Not quite forgotten, but easier to overcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure yeah all right so moving along to manga differences and there were some differences that basically go along with our discussion of tiger from before so in chapter 72 aizawa refers to the pussycats all of them all four of them as these ladies uh including tiger who as we know uses he him pronouns um that may have also contributed to your former squick fern, but also I don't want to put the squick in your mouth. Um, Ew. Why did you put it like that? You're welcome. Um, what but- you just said is my new squick. Good, good. I love making squicks. Okay, anyway. But like also, from another point of view, you can be a trans guy, like female to male and also be happy with and request being included in feminine collective nouns like it's it's all personal it's all unique to the person but also get it together translators <laughs> you know what's absolutely hysterical i didn't notice yep. at all <laughs> yeah i only noticed because i was reading closely um also, like jumping off of that, there's a point in the manga that thankfully was not included in the anime. Um, it's basically a literal nod to how Tiger's placement as a trans person in a shonen, like as a trans person in a shonen, is out of the ordinary. And um, while that particular nod is not phrased the best i am going to blame it on 2017 and 2018 norms or whatever year it was or whatever language is being used in that in those years but also they weren't that fucking long ago fucking homophobia Mm -hmm. it's literally changing that quickly we have gone through so many different euphemism treadmill cycles yep Yep. in that short period of time yep it's just like ah ah Anyway, um, but I do like like how it was removed from the anime. Like they made it better representation by removing that nod. So like they can have a half of a point, I guess. <laughs> We're gonna give them the whole point for having Tiger there in the first place. I'm not okay. desperate. Okay, I agree. <laughs> All right. Moving away from Tiger, even though he's the king and deserves all the attention, they had another change where they basically changed how quirklessness is viewed in the anime as a like a hereditary thing. When in the manga, it was called a birth defect. And goodness, ouch, that was ableist. Um, oh, but also, I like hope that was also kind of the point in calling it that. Like, I want yeah. to give give them the points for using an ableist term to point out how fucking terrible it is 
Yeah, I was going to say, I almost wish they had kept it in because that yeah. would have said like a lot about the struggle that Izuku's yeah. gone through. Yeah, but and also, but also I can kind of see why they didn't because oh, for sure. using an ableist term and then recognizing how it is being used to make a point is a higher level of analysis that maybe little 12-year-olds aren't <laughs> equipped to make yet. So, Just maybe. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and then chapter 73 was literally identical, like frame for frame. I saw no differences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Easter eggs. Um, I kind of mentioned it before, but uh, when Shota was smiling and being a little good boy, like we mentioned earlier with the stove, um, he's smiling at being included and at making a positive contribution with his fireside. Mm. I am dumb. It's fine. I did not notice that before. <laughs> you are not dumb. You're mm. a good boy. Uh, it's okay. I'm a little dumb. Um, no, no, you're anyway. not. All right. So <laughs> next is Izuku's line. Basically, he's trying to make Kota feel better. And Kota's like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in there, Izuku has a line of, if you keep rejecting everything, you'll just end up in more pain, which, first of all, ow, on a personal level, Izuku, you don't have to come for me like that. Um, but it also gives me Bakugo feelings, and how dare. <laughs> oh my god, that is such a good point. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if part of the reason Izuku wants to reach out to Kota so bad is because, like... He, he can can't see reach Bakugo out to in him. Yeah. yeah, he can't yeah. reach out to Katsuki yet. Yeah. So. Also, it's the cancer in him. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So um, next, we're just going to move right along to Ragdoll's quirk. Um, it is very, very important, uh, both in the upcoming arc in season three, in the first arc of season six, which I'm sure some listeners are caught up on. And also literally up to the current manga arc. So just remember her quirk. Ragdoll <laughs> had the search quirk, right? The search quirk with the seeing as stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And then Dobby making them all wait um, was likely plot padding. Um, like as it were, basically to give Horikoshi room for the <clears throat> traitor reveal later on. But he also said that they were waiting for three more, and either I can't count or I can't remember who else is supposed to show up, because I was pretty sure all the league participants were already there. Um, I guess we'll see next time. I, I, I'm I confusion. Yeah, I think I think there's a couple others that only appear in the woods. Uh, yeah, but Mustard was there, and Moonfish was there, and Muscular oh, were was they? there. Yeah, mm. they're all there. So I'm I'm confusion. I don't know. I it, guess we'll find out. I, I don't think it actually matters. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, my battery is running low. So all right. So <laughs> I, this is a comment on Fern not noticing. And it just makes a comment on how tired you were when you were doing the notes, Fern. Um, I but was so tired. <laughs> it is it is not a coincidence that Toga's first interaction with class 1A is with Ochako and Sue, not Izuku. Like, mm, mm-hmm. it is not coincidence. And I will leave you with that. Yep. Yep. As Nicole guessed correctly, I was very, very tired. I'm still very tired. Just know, listeners, that my heart weeps with joy whenever Toga appears, even if I don't <laughs> specifically comment. Yep. Also, thesis statement, Toga Chako forever. Yep. Yep. Accepted. Yep. 
PhD granted. Thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> and finally, uh, at least for this little portion of Easter eggs, we have a just a random stray cat in the end credits. Um, he's just there. He's just a cat. Um, and for whatever reason, I immediately believed that it was Oberos cat. Um, and this w- might have been entirely purposeful from the point of view of the showmakers. But ow, my brain, I will never be able to see an animated cat and not think Aww. of Obro. <laughs> All right. Poor baby. Yes. All right. Now we are going now into the big spoiler section. Um, so if you don't want any big spoilers, I love you. Click to the end of the episode so we can get the play count. But bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this big spoiler is all regarding the UA Trader subplot, which we have mentioned before. Um so while Dobby is still doing his little monologue, um, at one point there is there's just a shot of the boys' room where they're like just all it's basically showing how they're all sleeping. And basically I was trying to figure out who the goober was who was sleeping with his butt in the air and his head under the pillows. <laughs> just because I wanted to know. It I'm has thinking, to be Denki. I was thinking it's either Denki or Tokoyami, like for the darkness. Uh it doesn't matter because also. Oh, God, her computer died. Okay, let me pause. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, we are back. Uh, my computer literally died <laughs> in this <laughs> sentence. So I'm going to finish this point from my office. So apologies for any echoes. But anyway, anyway, basically, it does not matter if it is Danky or Tokoyami under those pillows with their butt in the air. Because in in like that same scene and the scene right before it, it is clear that Toru Hagakure is she's clearly still in her bed. Like there is an indentation, there is a shadow. She is there in her bed while one of the boys' cots is literally fucking empty. What? We, we are so dumb. We missed literally all of the signs about the traitor. Like. Oh my god, everyone did. I don't think I've seen a single person comment about that. I know, and like, arguably, like, yes, um, it's, I don't, it's not even in one of the end credit scenes, it's like, in the anime, like, it is canon. Oh Um, my god. But yeah, but yeah, one of the boys' cots is literally empty while everybody else is asleep, and... for the folks who know, Aoyama is confirmed as the traitor now, way down the line. So yeah, he is out of his cot on the phone with AFO at this moment while Dobby is directing the League of Villains to wait for more intel. Oh my god. Oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. Well, thank God for Nicole and your obsession with pausing scenes so you can... Yeah. <laughs> So I could look at something completely unrelated and realize something very related. (laughs) Oh my God. That is insane. All right. All right. So, and then jumping off of that, and this is basically going into the next episode or or basically what is going on with everybody as chaos reigns. But at some point it is found that Momo, who was paired up with Aoyama for the haunted house trail thing that they were they were supposed to be doing so momo is paired up with aoyama right but then the next time we see momo 
Aoyama is not with her. She is alone. And basically at the time we are back with her, she is alone. She's been knocked out. And basically it's Awase from class 1B who saves her while she is unconscious, essentially. And like she got hit in the head. So she doesn't remember whatever Aoyama did or had to do or just ran away in that moment. We are, we missed everything. <laughs> oh my God. Man, hindsight really is 2020. It is 20, yeah. it is 20 zero or zero 20, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is. Horikoshi literally gave us the most obvious trail of breadcrumbs and we didn't want to see it because he was also so good at making us like Aoyama. Mm-hmm. Well, also Ugh. he laid a lot of false trails. To he be did. fair, he did. To be he fair, he had a lot of red herrings. Yeah, and you know he was just cackling evilly as he was like, "And this is a red herring, and this is a red herring." And oop, did you miss it? It was one second of scene in the anime, but it was important. Mm-hmm. And you were you were distracted by the little goobers, but weren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either that or a great bitch being tied down. You know? Yeah, that too. And how, how Bakugo and Izuku are sleeping and how they're like mirror images of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. dare, but also good job, but also how dare. Yep. <laughs> Horikoshi is so fucking clever. Like, I hate him. Yeah, I hate him and his team and they need to just share their smart brain juices with everyone. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes, please. I would like some brain juice. Yes. One All right. I will get my ADH under control and actually finish my book. Yes. Day. Yes. And it's over for Same. you. Hoes. Yes. Then it is over once we can, you know, heal. Um <laughs> That 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 that's all I had. It was a very big point, so that is why I had to come back after my computer died. But Listeners, yeah. the entire thing is typed in all caps. Yeah, literally, the entire yep. thing is in all caps. Um, you know, I'm it's funny. I didn't read all the way down. <laughs> so I never was, read all the way down. I love it. It was new for you. I love it. But yeah, yeah, this was very important. I might even take this to the TikTok when mm-hmm. <laughs> when this airs. Mm-hmm. I also Do apparently it. have to make that um <laughs> MHA Twilight crossover TikTok at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, you yes, do. Absolutely. So, so if I haven't done that by the time this episode airs, y'all have permission to bully me in the comments. But you know, do it, do it gently. Mm-hmm. Be <laughs> nice to my Nicole. Yeah, I will cry. Oh, <laughs> I will cry, but also be furious. So, take your pick. Um, I'm going to stop talking now. All right. Do we have final comments? No, don't let me talk anymore. This has been a time. I think our energy has been piling up for the last four weeks because listeners, it's been four weeks since we recorded. Yeah, Mm -hmm. literally. (laughs) We took a break in January and it's it's been it's been a while. Yeah, we literally recorded the last episode like a way before christmas i don't even know when but it it was before christmas time and now we are like almost halfway through yeah January. it feels like Help. a lifetime it's been a freaking it lifetime yes mm-hmm. correct i'm glad you said that <laughs> all right all right well i'm going to close this out <laughs> 
Uh, this has been My Hero Analysis. You'll hear us again soon. <laughs> and in the meantime, go beyond plus ultra, thirst responsibly, and pause those random little frames because you may have an epiphany revelation brain explosion. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Theme music is The Happy Cowboy by Gary the Canary, remixed by Fern. If you'd like to submit questions, fan art, or bonus episode topics, visit our website at myheroanalysis.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Tumblr, and YouTube under at myheroanalysis. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Bye, y'all. <laughs>